stuff. Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and you've found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On this bonus episode, I talk to two heroes of the Good Stuff family. Yeah, that's right. Two heroes. The first is Ben Siegel, who my kids look up to, and Ben knows a lot about a lot of different things, and it was awesome to talk to him. The second is Rachel Mylan, who we've known for many, many years, is an incredibly talented singer and an incredibly talented songwriter. She's also a preschool director, and she knows a lot about snails. It was so great to talk to both Ben and Rachel, and I'm so glad that they can share this episode because, as I said, The Good Stuff family loves both of them very, very, very much. Anything and everything you could ever need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast can be found at www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you at the end of the show. Good Stuff! It's really cool to have one of my best buds, Ben, join me to talk a little bit about some of the good stuff that he's interested in. Hi Ben, how are you? Good. Yeah? How old are you? I'm nine years old. Nine years old? Where do you go to school? I go to school in Menlo Park, California at Oak Knoll. Oak Knoll. And do you like Oak Knoll? Yeah. Are you going to be in fourth grade? Yeah. Holy moly. Do you know who your teacher is yet? Um, I'm in a multi-age class, which means I know my teachers for the next two years. Whoa. So next year I'll have a homeroom teacher, which will be Miss Clancy, uh-huh. and a grade level teacher, which will be Miss Beray. And you like them? Yeah. yeah. You have something on your wrist. What's on your wrist? A cast. I broke I, my arm mountain biking. You broke your arm mountain biking. Are you a serious mountain biker? No. No? It was you, like my second time doing second it. Second time doing it and you fell off and hurt yourself. So, well, I'm sorry that you hurt yourself, but luckily it seems like you're still able to do all of the things that you want to do this summer, except for one camp, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Ben, I know things about you because we're buds, right? Mm-hmm. You went to a theater and editing camp, which is like where you made your own movies? Yes. Did you make a movie? Um, yeah, I made two movies. One was like a 90-second commercial, uh-huh. and um, one was a big movie mm-hmm. that I made, and it was a lot of fun because I'm a big fan of both theater and movie editing, mm-hmm. and those are two things that we got to do, write the script, do the photo where it should be, mm-hmm. and act and then edit it. You wrote a script, acted, filmed it, edited it, and then it was like a finished product? Yeah, I did it with a group. How long did it take? Um, it took about one and a half days to write and uh-huh. put all the storyboard and film shots together. Holy moly, you just used real words. <laughs> real movie words, yeah. And then it took about two days to film and... Two days to edit. Really? Were you? What was your role in it? Um, I was a man dressed up as a lion. <laughs> okay. Did you have lines? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty much like the cowardly lion. Uh huh. In um, it was a devas, uh-huh. but I wasn't a lion. Uh huh. I was um. Oh, well, I was a lion, but I was a man dressed up as a lion. Yeah. And I tried to scare people. And did you? No. No. <laughs> I know you're not. You're not very scary. You and I are very similar. We're not scary people. 
Um, but you, uh, do you have a copy of the movie? Like, were you able to keep it? Yes, yeah. I have it. Um, they gave us new Google Drives. Uh-huh. So I have it on my Google Drive that they put on to So us. you can watch. Well, it's cool that you get to keep it and watch it. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part of it? The writing or the acting or the editing? Um, I like post-production, the editing uh-huh. stage, just because... I really like to play around with different effects and uh-huh. colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, but I also liked the theater a lot because I also do theater on stage, mm-hmm. which I like a lot. And then of course I like the story. I liked all of it. You but liked all of it. Probably post edit um, the editing most. Mm-hmm. So what do you love about theater? Um, I mean I just think it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. to um, to I would say. Just be on stage and in front of all the people to like show off what you've worked on mm-hmm. for a while. And yeah. I like funny costumes. And while I love editing and making things perfect, I also like on stage where things just have to be flexible, even though the script is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it can go a little haywire. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable impro- improvising if you have to? I mean, if I have to, yes. Yeah, but ideally, everyone's got their lines and everything mm-hmm. works. Um, wow. Well, you're, you're, I know, so I've seen you on stage before. You're a little bit of a scene stealer. Do you know that about yourself? I mean, it's something I like. It's something to... that you like, and you're obviously very comfortable and very confident when you're on it. What are some of your favorite roles that you've played? Um, I liked when I was a college student when I graduated from college uh-huh. because I have not graduated from college. <laughs> well, you're nine years old. What do you mean you haven't graduated from college? <laughs> um, and I also liked when I was a potato. <laughs> at the end, I got fried. You saw that one. Uh-huh, I saw that one. Um, those are probably my two favorite parts. Uh-huh. Do, you have, um, do you have a play or a musical that you really love? Um... I'm a really big fan of Hamilton, which is a new hip hop music. Oh, I know. yeah. So yeah. I I'm like obsessed with it. Uh-huh. I have like all the words memorized. Really? Who's your favorite character in Hamilton? My favorite character in Hamilton is probably um is probably Thomas Jefferson. Uh-huh. Or it's actually La, it's Lafayette. Uh-huh. Who's is who is played by David Diggs. And David Diggs, who do you know that he's from Oakland? Mm-hmm. So you really know everything about him. <laughs> My favorite character is Hercules Mulligan. I also like Hercules Mulligan. He doesn't have a very big part, but no. but his part in that in the Battle of Yorktown song is that mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Have you have you you haven't seen the show, have you? No, sadly, yeah. I've I've been begging my parents to go to New York, yeah. but now we have tickets for when it comes to San Francisco. Oh, you have tickets. Oh, fun. Lisa, Dan, good job. You think that that's important, right? That's uh, that's really cool. When does it come here? It comes you know? here like next year, mm-hmm. sometime. That's I think October two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen, October. So we're we're gonna get back together then, so you can tell me what it's like. Do you think you'll still like it as much? Mm-hmm, not as much, but I like it a lot. I mean, I'm sure I'll like find something else that I like, and then mm-hmm. I won't be as much on Hamilton. And then when I see it again, yeah, I'll be like. Oh, I should start like doing this more again. Do you do you have a favorite song from the show? My favorite song is it used to be um, "History Has Its Eyes on You," uh-huh. which is the first half George Washington's main song. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's 
one last time, which is the second half, George Washington's main song. Yeah, so you, you let, yeah, those are two really good songs. What are some of your other favorite songs? Um, in Hamilton? Or? In Hamilton or in anything? I mean, of course, I like all of Hamilton. Uh-huh. And um, I like, I also like pop culture. So uh-huh. right now I'm a big fan of Selena Gomez. I went to her concert. Did you really? Uh-huh. Who'd you go with? I went with my mom uh-huh. and my cousin. Cool. Where was it? Well, I was in Minnesota on oh. a trip to see my family. Uh-huh. And I really had wanted to go, and it was during my birthday we were there. Cool. So my dad got tickets. What's your favorite? Shout out to Lisa and Dan again. <laughs> what are, what's your favorite Selena Gomez song? I don't think I know any. My favorite Selena Gomez song... I really have no clue. But you like a lot of them? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You also like to read... Mm-hmm. What what are you what are you reading right now? Um, right now, I'm reading a book called Five Six Seven, or the first line is one two three, so I think it's four five six and eight, uh-huh. and it's about a boy going to Broadway. Uh huh. It's a second book. The first one is one two three and eight. Uh huh. And it's really exciting. It's about this boy being in Shrek the musical. In, in Shrek the music is it a true story or it's a. No, no. I mean, it's based on two things about how theater works. Yeah. But it's um, it's not a true story. Right. So it's a it's a novel. Mm-hmm. How long is it? It's, me. I mean, it's about like a normal book I would read. Yeah. Two hundred fifty pages. So would you recommend this series to other people who are interested in theater? Um. Yeah, it's pretty good so far. Yeah. So I would. If you were to recommend a book, because I know you're a big reader, mm-hmm. I um, it takes me a long time to read books sometimes, unless they're really, really good. So if you were to recommend a book for me that you've read, that maybe some other people on the podcast would really like to read, that listen to the podcast, I should say, mm-hmm. that they would really like to read, what do you think it would, what do you think it would be? What would you recommend? Um, I would, I mean, to everyone, I would definitely recommend Harry Potter because uh-huh. I'm a also a big fan of Harry Potter. Uh-huh. In fact, I'm super excited for the new one, or that already came out. It came out yesterday. I have it pre-ordered, yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm going to get it when I get home from camp. Uh-huh. And, um, um, but those are long. Yeah, um, really long. I've also liked The Land of Stories and The Unwanted, but those are also long. Okay. Um, a medium book that I really like is probably, um... I really don't know. I just like a lot of books. You like a lot of books. So. You're a big reader. How many books do you think you read every month? Every month? I mean, during the school year, I read maybe, I mean, I'm pretty much a fast reader. Uh So during the school year, I might read five or six books, depending on how large they are. Mm -hmm. And um, during the summer, in a month, I might read two or three. I read, have you ever heard of the book Boys in the Boat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started it last summer, and I finished it like two days ago. <laughs> it's been a full year. That's a long time. Well, Ben, it's been really cool to talk to you and hear about some of these things that you're interested in. We will definitely talk again soon, because I want to hear more about books that you're interested in, and maybe if you get into something after Hamilton, and mm-hmm. we are most definitely going to talk after you see Hamilton, so we can get your review. 
Would you be cool coming on the show again? Of course. All right, Ben. High five it. All right, thanks. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Good stuff. Live and in studio, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the one and only, the famous mm. Rachel Mylan. Rachel, welcome Hi. to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast Studio. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, it's totally <laughs> our pleasure. You, uh, we should be honest and say... Yeah. You just had dinner mm-hmm. with three little good stuffs mm-hmm. and Mrs. Good Stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, Mrs. Good Stuff makes a great schnitzel. Uh-huh. I learned that. Uh, I I will share an observation that I made uh-huh. about uh, I think parenting. Uh huh. Yeah. Which is that uh, there was never a moment that there wasn't a child touching Mrs. Good Stuff while she ate dinner, <laughs> and. <laughs> As someone who's thinking in the near future of having children, that was just something I noticed. Yeah. yeah. If, you, uh, if you're the type of person that while you're eating or really doing anything mm-hmm. that likes to have your own personal space, mm-hmm. uh, parenthood changes that. Yeah. Changes that quite I bit. see that. You I see really see that. Up close and <laughs> um, So I have some questions. Okay. And I think that I may go off script. I told you this. Great. So just be ready for okay. anything. Okay. I'm ready. You're a preschool educator. Yes. One of the best in the country. <laughs> and I'm wondering what's the best part of your job? Um, I, I mean, the best part of my job is that I get to watch people experiencing things in the world for the first time over and over and over again. And like, that's what I loved when I was a teacher. Now I'm not working in the classroom, but I'm, you know, now I don't have my own classroom, but I'm in and out of classrooms and working with teachers. And I think if you can remember to watch those moments when kids are really just like experiencing something and seeing it for the first time, it's just like, for me, that's how I don't burn out because it's the most awesome thing. Beautiful. Um, Thanks. Are there any tricks that you have that you would be willing to share mm-hmm. with the good stuff listeners <laughs> that you have used to engage kids during times when it's tough to get them to 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 settle in and lock lock in? Well, something. Okay. Yes, I have tricks. I have a few tricks, but I think like the first thing that I always try is not trying to engage them because I think kids I think it like is nice to always say over and over even though it sounds silly to say out loud to remind us all that kids are people and I feel like just like some people kids can tell when you are putting on a show that isn't really like you and I find I feel very averse to anything that like forces your own self into a kid's space if that's not what they're interested in. And so, like, I'm a really big fan of uh, what what we call in the ECE business provocations, oh, right? You just, you just put something out and then you walk away. Oh. And you just, if they're interested, they will engage with it. And if they're not, then it, what's, it's not the right time. So instead of saying, everyone look at this stick, let's talk about this stick. Where do sticks come from? What do we, you know, instead of this like teacher driven plan, just like put a stick on the table and like go do something else. And then if kids say like, what's up with this stick, blah, blah, blah. It's a different way. It's a different, um, 
intention behind it. And I find that like the lessons that I have that feel really successful to me start in that way without some sort of like wacky hook. Um, however, <laughs> there are times when you just need a wacky hook. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's like pretty regularly a funk dance party. Oh, yeah. Like if things are just feeling a little out of control in the classroom and I'm like, okay, I don't want to say, come on guys, be quiet. I don't want to, I just like rev them up a little bit more and then bring them down once they're all hooked into the same thing. Uh For me, that tends to be funk music, but you know, player's choice. particular funk songs? Well, like I use Pandora in the classroom and I have like the Brick House Pandora station. Uh So not really... I'll just kind of put that on and see what just happens. See what and happens. yeah, you have to also be careful and sometimes skip some songs, <laughs> depending okay. depending what comes up. <laughs> uh, is there so? Let's imagine that you're at mm-hmm. the point where you've had your funk dance party, mm-hmm. and maybe you're in a circle. Is there a particular song that you would use as like sort of your your opener? Well, I think it's really important in a classroom to have a standard opener and closer. Uh especially for me right now so that kids know we're starting this time Uh so like i mean for me right now it's good morning boker toe which is like standard Uh um and the other thing like i i've depending on what's happening in the class we tend to have i tend to create like a song that's like our class song so i don't really have like one particular but i tend to we i tend to try to stick with something throughout the year um and really, like, I don't, this is, I know this isn't like a cool answer, but like, <laughs> it's like anytime that I know I'm losing them, wheels on the bus. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's all you need. Like, there's, I always try to like do cool stuff and like sing R. Kelly with them and other silly things. But like, what really gets them going? Wheels on the bus every time. Yeah. It's like, that's all you need. That's the classic. Yeah. It's good enough for Raffi. Yeah. It's good enough it's for true. us. It's true. It's true. Totally. Um, you also write and perform adult music? <laughs> I do do that. Oh. <laughs> Tell me. Um, I write and perform <laughs> adult <laughs> music. <laughs> um, I do like acoustic singer-songwriter type stuff. Um, I haven't put out anything in a little while because I've been doing a lot of just kids' music at my work, but... Uh, yeah, I play guitar, a little bit of banjo. I've been uh, doing a little bit of, every now and then, making music with a friend of mine who, like, we trade off guitar and banjo and singing some old-time tunes. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do a little. I do a little. You dabble. I dabble in adult adult tunes. Uh, do you have <laughs> any recordings available? Yeah, I uh-huh. have a couple of albums, and you can get them online. Oh, really? Yes, you can get them on iTunes. Or CD Baby. CD Baby. Yeah. Cool. Rachel Mylan. That's all you gotta, that's all you gotta know. Tell me about your snails. <gasps> okay. So, I really love snails. And I discovered I love snails, actually, because of teaching preschool. Because uh-huh. I discovered that snails are like the perfect classroom animal. Uh, they're fascinating. Yeah. They're like just icky enough Uh that kids feel really brave when they let it crawl on them and it like grosses parents out which i love (laughs) but they're safe you know Uh like it's not like we brought in a boa constrictor it's like they're just snails 
I think that they are so cool and like it evolved from like I had one in my classroom like you know many years back and then I like had one in a tank in my house and I had like four in a tank in my house and I just love snails and they're sort of like a zen experience for me like when I'm stressed I like to watch my snails just like moving slow and kind of playing together and eating food like I just love them I love snails and this year I had three snails in a tank on my desk at work that I was like showing the kids, but also like they were for me because I like them. Um, And I noticed that I thought maybe one of the snails may be ready to have some babies. So then I read on the internet, I went into this rabbit hole of (laughs) snail internet forums and found out like how you create a habitable space for snails to have babies. And did all of those things like prepped the tank set it all up i had to water them every day i like i was like really involved in the snails reproduction I, I just to, this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think that everything about this is this is the funniest thing i've heard but i know that this is a really serious business too, so no it's going. okay i recognize like the ridiculousness of it and like it's one of my favorite things is to just like go off the rails about snails with people because they all end up looking how your face looks right now, right. which is just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you're, are you serious? But I really, I just like, it's so fascinating to me. So anyway, she, the, one of the snails ended up laying eggs, which is what they do. And we didn't know cause they, you have to put dirt in and then they lay them down in the dirt and then, um, they can hatch and they can be under the dirt for up to like two weeks and you don't even know. Uh-huh. And so I just kept saying like, it's crazy. Like any day I'll just come to work and they'll just be baby snails in the tank. And it's like, it's crazy. And then that's just what happened. I was working. I didn't even notice at first. And then I looked at the tank and I was like, God, the tank is really dirty. And then I was like, Oh my God, it's baby snails. Baby snails. And there were like a hundred of them, like Whoa. all over the tank. And they're like very, very tiny. Um, you know luckily not all of them survive they're not supposed to that's why they have so many Uh um and now they are like a little bit larger than a pinky fingernail on an average hand i Uh guess like not like a kareem abdul jabbar fingernail but like a normal like a you know Uh five two person fingernail um and they are all in the tank i had to take the adult snails out of the tank because that's what it said on the internet so now the adults are in a separate tank so now i have two snail tanks and one of my teachers after that came in and she said okay this is getting excessive like you're getting now you have two (laughs) tanks of snails like surrounding your desk i'm like yeah it's true um and i just am really excited about them and i've never seen snails this small and it's like really fun and some of them are getting bigger and some of them aren't growing and it's like i feel very invested uh in their existence and um it's like it's pretty thrilling (laughs) it's like pretty exciting stuff i just have to say well it's really fun no doubt doubt. um let me ask would you take a picture of your baby snails and send it to me so I can put it up on the on the website so Absolutely. people can see what like baby snails look like. Yeah. Something you told me which I found completely baffling <laughs> is that they're born with shells. Yeah. Well they hatch in eggs. Okay. And they have like the they have a very soft shell when they're born and they actually the reason they stay under the dirt for two weeks is because they eat their egg that they were born in Uh which gives them the calcium that strengthens their shell which like their shell hardens as they eat that the egg that they're born in. Whoa. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whoa. And their shell grows with them, uh-huh. um, which is also a process that I know a lot about, but we don't have to go into it right That's now. for next time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're born with their shells and mm-hmm. their shells grow with them. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. They don't like, it's not like hermit crabs. Like they, their yeah. shell just grows with them their whole lives. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, Rachel, <laughs> I feel like we've learned a lot today. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks for taking some time to be with us. Yeah. Rachel Milan, CD Baby, mm-hmm. iTunes, yeah. et cetera. Yes. You could just Google, I think, Rachel Milan music. Cool. And some of those options will come up. Google it. Google it. Google it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Big thanks again to Rachel and to Ben. It was really, really great to have you on the show, and I look forward to doing it again very, very soon. You all are truly are heroes to the Good Stuff family. Look forward to talking to you again next week for a very, very special 25th episode. I can't believe 25 episodes. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Good stuff.